Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sustain, the podcast where we talk about open source sustainability for the long haul. Who are we? Where do we come from? Where are we going? Why are we all the way back in California again every single time? Very excited to have our guest on today. Before I introduce him, I want to make sure you know who the other voices are on this podcast. I am, of course, Richard Litauer. Hello, everyone. And we also are joined by the illustrious and inevitable Justin Dorfman. Justin, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks, Richard. How are you? I'm good. Glad to have you. Our guest today is Nawai Badiola. Nawai is joining us from Barcelona. Nawai, how are you doing? Come on by. Hello. Muy bien. Very happy to be here. Yeah, ready to just talk with you about sustainability, web, and everything that comes up in the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> That's really unfortunate. This is the Penguin podcast. We only talk about penguins. That's actually not true at all. No. <laughs> So Noai is a WordPress developer. He's a freelancer. He's been working on that for a while, for most of his career. But he also really enjoys talking about web sustainability, his blog, on a podcast, and at WordPress events. He's also a recent Green Web Foundation recipient of a fellowship, which is really exciting. He's looking forward to talking about that. And he's also part of the W3C Sustainability Working Group and the WordPress Sustainability Initiative. So done a lot in the past on this subject. Now, straight out of the gate, I want to point out something. The Green Web Foundation generally focuses on how do we build a more environmentally sustainable web. And when we talk about sustainability on this podcast, we're normally talking about open source sustainability. How do we keep open source going? How do we make sure maintainers are paid? How do we make sure that we continue as we have? Sustain is actually a really bad word. It's really diluted. It can be used for all sorts of things. But today is going to be one of those podcasts where we sort of cross over and look at both sides of what sustainability means. In order to have a better understanding of your context, Nawai, I want to know, you're a WordPress developer. How long ago did that start? How does that work for you? What does your general clients look like? Yeah, so I've been, yeah, this is going to surprise you probably. I'm a biologist by formation. So I did awesome. <laughs> my degree in biology. Then I did that. No, but the PhD was in neurons, so it was also exciting. Maybe not as much as penguins, but pretty awesome. Also. And after doing some postdocs, I just, let's say, change of gears. And I started to learn WordPress and development. I fell in love with WordPress because of the community. I mean, the tool is great. I am still working with that. I'm a developer focusing in WordPress. But the community is the thing that I really love. And the community is really built in open source philosophy. So the idea is to bring as much as you can to the community. Whatever you learn, you try to give back. That's the part I really enjoy. That's why I'm quite active in WordPress community, doing talks or trying to be behind some of the initiatives like the sustainability initiative that we started one year ago, more or less. Yeah. So I think that is very interesting that the point you already brought up that sustainability can be so many things and usually it's very tied to em environmental things. But at the end, we should look at it with the three pillars, which are environmental, but it's also the social part and also the economic part. So I think in that sense, it also makes sense what you said before. So one project should be sustainable in all those pillars. But right now, what we are doing or we are trying to bring is some awareness of the more environmental part to WordPress, because the other part, the open source part, I think is 
quite rooted already in WordPress. So we try to be a quite open community. We are also doing efforts to improve the diversity, which also goes together with the sustainability and also the part of the accessibility, which I think is also part of sustainability. So at the end, <laughs> under sustainability umbrella, I think there are a lot of things and it's nice to be reminded that it's not only the environmental part we should talk about. Tell me about the WordPress sustainability initiative that you helped set up. How does that work? Yeah. So this has a, a really interesting part because the people that we are involved with the sustainability initiative, we are also learning how the backend of WordPress community works because it all started with one of us asked to Matt Mullenbeck, which is the co-founder of WordPress in WordCamp Europe last year. We are trying to keep in mind sustainability things when we are building webs and talking with clients. Can we do anything else to make WordPress more sustainable? And his answer was like, okay, let's create a Slack channel, which is like the first point <laughs> when you try to do something in WordPress. So we had the channel since June last year. Then we wrote a post just saying, hey, people, there are a bunch of people that we are interested in making WordPress more sustainable. And we wrote this post in Make WordPress, which is like the official site for these kind of things. And we want to know what's your feeling about sustainability in WordPress. This is our ideas and how we can build a better CMS for the sustainability point of view. And that was the kickstart. And we started doing meetings, weekly meetings, and we are just starting with projects that we are tackling and trying to, for example, one of the projects that is ongoing is we are writing a guideline, so recommendation for the WordPress events to be more sustainable. So taking into account everything from catering to venue and everything you can take it into mind. So there is already an official handbook for creating WordPress events. And now we are putting some more info for the people that want to go the extra mile and make a more sustainable event. That's one example. So now we are in the process of becoming a team, which would be the next point to achieve. And we are in that process. It's really exciting. There is a lot of people inside the community interested in these topics and trying to give feedback. So, yep, we are moving on and quite happy with the engagement so far. Cool. WordPress is what, 130% of all web pages are now served by WordPress, something in, around that number, like a massive, a massive amount of the web, obviously not more than 100%. How many people are on the sustainability initiative? How large is the group? When you say we, can you tell me a bit more about what that looks like? For giving context, the WordPress is more or less one third of the websites of internet is WordPress, or they are built on WordPress. So that's one of the appealing things that we can do apparently small things to improve the, let's say, the performance, but they can have big impact. So that's really nice. And I have to say that apart from the sustainability initiative, there is already a performance team that is working in this kind of technical improvements of WordPress, which is really nice. So like having lazy loading in images and other kind of things that are great. So the sustainability initiative, we are like four people. Indeed, we started five people writing the post. And now they are open meetings in Slack. And depending on the day, we are the four of us that we are now four. Or there is people joining. It depends also of the schedule of the people. 
But the idea is now that this coming WordPress work in Barcelona in well, this Friday, I don't know when it's going to be aired this one, but let's say that in May there is work in Barcelona and it's going to be the first work with sustainability table. So that would be also a good point to just explain the project, the people that is wanting to contribute in the contributor day. So we are in these early stages that there is interest, but there is not so many people joining officially or in more continuous mode to the initiative. But the idea is to keep going and gaining some traction. I know that what makes WordPress popular is the plugins. I was in the CDN game for a little over five years. I was a support engineer. I noticed that a lot of people install a lot of plugins, which makes web pages run slower, which means there's more processing power, which means there's more CO2 emissions. Have you been working with the marketplace, the plugin developers to sort of like, how are you going to address that type of behavior? Because you could do all these things, but if you don't have buy-in from these plugin authors, it's just going to be an uphill battle. So what are your plans to kind of combat this issue? Yeah, you are absolutely right. So we are starting by modifying the core. This is the part that is already been done by the performance team. And in the sustainability initiative, we are talking maybe also in the performance team. We have to talk each other more since we are a young team. We are still. <laughs> so we already discussed in that post that I mentioned it, how we would like to create some guidelines for plugins and themes. Some similar thing I say about the WordPress event handbook, like giving an extra info if you want to do a sustainable event. So the idea would be to create those guidelines, but for themes and plugin authors. One thing is making the guidelines. <laughs> and that can be tricky or difficult or not, but if we are enough people, we can do it. And the other thing is to make the creators follow the guidelines. But I guess we should go step by step, but we are aware that we cannot forget that part. The WordPress core is important, but the extenders, which are the plugins and theme creators, since I'm also one of them, so I create plugins and themes, one of my ideas is also trying to do a plugin that is following all those guidelines. So as an example or something like that. So guiding by example would be the idea. But that's a really good point. And we have quite a lot of work to do yet on that. Totally. And guidelines are great. But if there's no incentive, then developers aren't really going to do it. So my thinking is mm -hmm. you're probably going to have to work with Matt Mullenweg and other hosts like power brokers in the WordPress game, like Bluehost. If Bluehost had a way to have like some type of sustainability score, plugins would be outranked the same way Google does it for duplicate code, punishing sites mm -hmm. that break the guidelines. How do you get your plugins at the top of the search? Well, they have Format to... And web yeah. code. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They have to be sustainable for CO2 admission or whatever. I guess my question is, how involved is Matt Mullenweg and all these power brokers in the WordPress game? Is Syed from WP Beginner on board? 
because you could write all the guidelines you want, but if you don't have these influential people that are pulling the strings, then it's really kind of going to death null, so to speak. You are making a very good point. That's why I was explaining at the beginning that we are excited to see how the initiative is evolving and hopefully evolving to a team, official team. Because once we are a team, we can have more people on it. We can do more cool things that we can display in Make WordPress is where projects are displayed. And if we do it right, we can cut the eye of Matt or maybe Josefa, which is the vice president that is underneath. I already talked about sustainability a couple of times with her. So yeah, the idea is to go in a step by step, showing first that we are doing things and we will try to do cool things to attract these people that we know we need them in our site. Another big player is Joost and they are just yeah. a CEO plugin that is quite popular and they are quite in the sustainability matter. So we've been talking with them, not officially, nothing serious yet, but there are some interest there to keep the thing going. So I agree with you. We have to do things. And after doing something nice, try to get the attention of these big players, because if not, it's going to be even trickier. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Yoast is a really good example. WP Beginner, like all these sites that they're going to grab the attention. I guess what I'm trying to get at is I've been in the open source game for a little over 10 years. And what I've realized is if you don't have buy-in from the top, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. You know, you have to have people on board that are going to give initiatives and incentives to folks going down the chain because going from the bottom up is just, it's near impossible. Developers if there's no benefit to them, they have a WordPress consultant. You have five clients in the pipeline that need stuff. So for you to do all these things that some organization wants you to do, how is it going to incentivize you? So I think that is probably before any code is written, before anything else is done, there needs to be some diplomacy with these top folks. And have you talked to like Syed from WP Beginner? Because I mean, He's got so much power. He was our number one referral when I was at MaxCDN. If mm -hmm. we didn't have him, our sales probably would have been a quarter of what they were. With that said, working with him, how do you get his attention? Yeah, the good point. I already talked with Sid one year ago, but it was not about this. Since I also create themes, they were interested in partnering with us. So we can make the cool themes with they just bought easy digital downloads, which is a big e-commerce plugin. And they wanted to have some combining themes that they didn't want to do themselves. They just wanted to partner with others. But going to the initiative part, I didn't thought about it, but maybe I could try to meet with him again and explain. But I guess I should frame it in a way that he sees also a benefit from his business point of view. In any case, very good feedback. I would love to be here, I don't know, maybe in two years and explaining to you that there is a new rank method in the plugin directory <laughs> of WordPress that it takes into account these kind of things. The good point of sustainability is that if you do the things right, so you use the proper code and it's performant 
and it's accessible. So it's sustainable, but it's also CEO friendly. So it has other perks just together with it. So it's easier to sell sometimes to be sustainable because you are going to get other benefits as a side effect, good side effect in this case. Well, yeah. you are in luck, my friend, because my best <laughs> friend, David Hensel, he is actually vacationing with Syed right now. So I will be sending him this podcast and we'll be making stuff happen. I can't oh. guarantee anything. I'm personally offended. I'm not your best friend. Just I know. <laughs> I should have said <laughs> one of my best friends. My, one Thank of my you. Besties. Yeah. All seriousness, as Richard said earlier, 30% or you said one third of mm -hmm. planet, the internet runs on mm -hmm. WordPress and jQuery. A lot of people don't know that either. And yeah. with that said, this is going to have a huge impact if it is executed correctly. So I think getting buy-in from the top, not to sound like a broken record, but that's going to be the way forward. And I look forward to speaking, not in two years, in one year, maybe okay. six months. We'll okay. do a follow-up. But anyway, I've been talking way too much. Richard, you got some questions. Let's go. We've talked about buying from the top. We talked about WordPress a lot. WordPress is great. WordPress is a third of your job. I'm really curious about the W3C stuff. What's happening from the bottom, from the standard side? How's that going? I think we've been like working in this for one year and some months. So the idea, to put it simple, is like you probably already know the guidelines for accessibility that the W3C yep. created. So our aim, we are a working group that we are aiming to produce evidence-backed guidelines for this web sustainability. So we've been working on that. We started just with the idea and putting together people that we were interested. Then we split up in different groups just to be more specific. So we are the web dev team, which I'm in, and there is the usability, UX design, the hosting infrastructure, product and business, and the metrics. At the end, we have an early stage of a draft in the different groups. Probably it's going to be some overlap between the guidelines. So the idea would be to have first our draft of the different mini groups, put it together, and then present it in the TPAC, which is a conference of the W3C that is happening in September. So overall, we are just a bunch of people wanting to put together everything that is evidence-based in sustainability under a guideline form. And the idea would be to present it to the W3C. Let's see if we can move it forward. Um, these things usually take quite a lot of time. There is a lot of bureaucracy. <laughs> in every meeting, there is a couple of people from the W3C organization. And it's also a learning process of knowing also how these organizations work inside. But so far, we have been a lot of progress. I think we have like 36 pages in the web dev team, and it was like a hundred or something in the UX. So there is already work being done. And probably we have to polish it and put it together. The idea would be to have like a guidelines, like similar that we already have for accessibility, but for sustainability. I love that. I think it's awesome. My immediate question that comes out of that is the W3C helps build standards, but oftentimes member bodies are people working at very large companies like Google, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera who may not want to have this stuff passed because it may interact with their bottom line. So I'm curious if there's any thought about that or whether I'm just wrong in my assumptions. 
Yeah, probably I cannot speak from a higher point of view of people that is taking the final decisions. I'm just in the working group. I know that we have at least two Google employees that are working together with us. Cool. But for the meetings we had and the feedback from them, they are just putting more feedback and giving ideas. So one more. The, as far as I saw, there was not trying to interference with our work. They were just trying to give their point of view and summing up. So maybe it's a bit naive, my point of view, but from the information that I have, it looks like they want to be involved, but in a good way. Let's cool. keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. The cool thing about W3C is that, you know, all that work is pretty much open. So you have a clear working group. Anyone can join in and help figure out how to build these things. And also, as we we're saying earlier, a lot of sustainability stuff is actually really about performance and it just leads to better tech half the time. Yep. Let's just not reduplicate everything. Let's make things yep. better. So <laughs> you're functionally a large open source project with moral guideline that's helping to mm -hmm. improve other open source projects. So that's great. I love it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Tell me about the Green Web Foundation and the fellowship. I've been in the Green Web Foundation. So the Green Web Foundation, if you don't know it, is a foundation, as <laughs> the name already says. The One of the first things I heard about them was the directory that they put together of the hostings that they are using green energy to power the data centers. They do much more things. And I think last year was the first year that they start running the fellowship program. So the idea is to have, I think we are five this year and probably the last year was also five. So the idea was to pitch an idea based on climate justice, sustainability, these kind of things. And they will give us some money it's not a lot, but it's quite nice to be paid for doing sustainability things because everything I do in the other area it's quite rare. Is just, yeah. Yeah, it's just because I love it. So it's nice to have some money put there. And my project was to continue somehow the project that Hannah Smith did the previous year. So her point of view was like taking the, I don't know if you heard about Donuts Economics. It's an economic yep, it's philosophy. Book. Yeah, the creator is also a book. The creator is Kate Redworth. And the idea is just to focus in the 12th social foundation, which would be like the whole of the donut. Then it comes the good part of the donut. <laughs> and then the external part is the nine ecological ceilings. So the idea is to bring this idea of we should be living inside the donut, because <laughs> if we go down, it's not livable. And if we are so far out, it's not either. So I'm bringing this idea to the digital sustainability area. And I was part of the workshop as a participant. I loved the framing. And I thought that that could be really interesting to bring to the WordPress community. So even going a bit from digital sustainability, which is bigger scope, to uh, how we can frame it inside the WordPress community. I've been doing meetings and taking ideas and everything for three months. I think that there is six left. So I will present in one month, I will present the first draft of my project. And the end product would be a workshop that can be done in a WordPress event, 
mainly probably in a WordCamp or something like that. And the idea is to be an interactive workshop where there is going to be some theoretic part of just talking about donut economics just a bit, and then try to get the people to bring ideas or what problems they see and how we could fix them. So yeah, this is roughly how is the structure right now. And indeed, I did something similar in ModFest, the Mozilla Festival, which we had together with Alistair, another colleague, we had a workshop that was similar to the sustainability one. So I'm just taking ideas and seeing what is working better when interacting with people. And yeah, that's the main idea behind it. I love that. I think that's really cool. I'm looking at the About Donut Economics image on the website, donuteconomics.org, and it's talking about having a social foundation. And there's some things in the middle that we want to make sure we have. So we want to have housing, networks, energy, water, food, health, education. And then there's other things like gender equality, social equity, political voice, income, and work. Now, a few of those are a whole lot easier to talk about at like a WordPress level. Like, hey, do we have a good gender distribution amongst our developers and users? Hey, are we educating people? Hey, are people making income doing open source work? How is the work going for them? Some of them are a bit harder. Housing, water is not something that most tech people think about. They just open the tap because most of them live in developed countries. So I guess a question I have is, how are you making that conversion between one half of the donut that's all very physical based and very environmental based versus the other half that's more social issues? How do you convert those for your workshop? Indeed, we already put together some of them and left out some of them in the ModFest because some of them, they didn't translate well to the digital part. So imagine if you go down to the WordPress part. So that's the part I'm working on. And I have to see if it makes sense to keep this structure of the 12 social foundation and the nine ecological ceilings and bring it down to, let's say, five and three. Or if I take another approach and it's taking the seven ways approach. This is another part of the donut economics that is a way of framing solutions. And it's called the seven ways. It's not important. We don't have to go through it now. But yeah, that's one of the challenges I have. So I like the idea of taking the philosophy, but going and translate it one by one to the WordPress community is tricky. And I have to decide till which point I will go or I will just frame it in a different way. So I, I will keep for sure the philosophy because the idea is to keep a more holistic point of view, not only the performance part, which is really nice and we have to do better, but it's much more than that. And I think that's one of the parts that is usually missing in our talks or when we talk about sustainability. So, but that's a really good point. I didn't decide yet if I'm going to shrink it to have fewer ecological ceilings and social foundations, or if I'm going to frame it in a different way. I would really love it if you could find a framework for that translation itself. Because what happens is that environmental sustainability is sort of put on the side in the digital space, but it's intersectional. So all of the things that work for environmental sustainability also work for open source communities half the time. Things like gender <laughs> equity, things like income yep. balance, figuring out how you pay people who are maintaining stuff, how you pay people who are opening issues, how you reimburse positive action towards a more healthy community. So making that translation isn't something that you're doing alone. It's something that 
anyone who's trying to build a more equitable and equal means the same thing, better mm-hmm. space has to go through that process. So yeah. I was wondering, while you're thinking about those choices that you're making, have you taken any systemic level notes or thoughts about making that translation itself an easier process for future people to go through? Not yet, but I hope to have something for the first draft presentation that I have in one month. But you brought a very good point is that my idea after finishing this, that this will be in September, October, the idea is going to be focusing WordPress, but with the idea of be easy to translate to Joomla, Drupal, or whatever, any other community of CMS that they are interested in tweaking that. So the idea is to leave some framework, probably in a workshop mode, with some ideas of how we can touch these things and engage people, bringing their point of view. And that's one of the aims. And hopefully we'll achieve it (laughs) in a few months. (laughs) I hope so too. I would encourage you not to focus just on CMSs. Joomla and Drupal are also huge and massive and awesome. Ghost, you know, all the other ones. But like, the stuff that you're doing is directly applicable to most open source projects, which are True. the digital infrastructure for our society. And of course, there are different avenues where you could maybe work those workshops in. The framing has to be important, though. It can't just be around environmental justice. It has to be around something like donut economics, which makes it really clear. Oh, it's about all the things all together, right? This is an intersectional problem that's really clear. I would love that. I think that'd just be really cool. Okay, yeah. I will broaden my scope either because it bit more. I mean, I think your feedback is really valuable. I think it can go farther than just CMS. Sorry to give you more work. I apologize. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it's, this is great. I love the work that you're doing, all three of the different projects that you have. We are running up on time. So one of my questions is where can people get involved with these things and where can we learn more about you? Do you have a website, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera? Yeah, I have a website, which is Envadiola, but it's in Spanish. I create the plugins and themes in Awesome Press. I will also give you the link of that. The plugins are for free and they are in the directory of WordPress. So we do it just for giving back to the community. And the themes are the part that we are trying to make sustainable <laughs> our business. And then I'm also explaining my experience in the Green Web Foundation in the blog. We already post a couple of articles just explaining how is my experience and the things I'm learning. And yeah, I think that part is also nice to see if anyone is interested in see how it works and even if they want to apply for the next year or something like that. And yeah, I think that's pretty much it. If you are in the WordPress area, we can meet in WordCamps. I will be in WordCamp Barcelona and I will be also in WordCamp Europe, in which we will be also giving a sustainability workshop and we will have a sustainability table. So if you are in WordPress area and you want to join us, that would be really cool to see you there. No, I know you also have a podcast, don't you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> what it's is it? called Freelandep. It's a really clever name that is mixing freelance and developer, <laughs> which is easier to say in, in English than in Spanish. But our podcast is in Spanish. 
And mainly I, I just talked with Esther Sola, which is the co-founder of Awesome Press, is the company we have together. And we explained how we managed to do our daily work basis as freelance and as WordPress developers. So yeah, in case you want to learn Spanish or you already know Spanish and you want to see how two Spaniards are doing great in WordPress area, you can listen to us in Freelander. Yeah. Thank you so much. But don't leave yet. Now is the time for Spotlight. That's right. Where we point to other people, projects, things, dogs, which we feel have given our lives meaning, helped us out in our careers, or just generally need a bit more love. Justin Dorfman, picking on you, what is your spotlight today? Today, we already covered it, but I'm going to do it again. It's WPBeginner.com. It's the beginner's guide for WordPress. If you're interested in WordPress, learning about it, that's your start page. Awesome. My spotlight today is going to be Far From Land, The Mysterious Lives of Seabirds by Michael Brook. This is a very fun book, if you like seabirds, about all the things that wander on the oceans, albatrosses, petrels, gulls. The reason I bring it up is because seabirds are, of course, affected by human activity. And I've really enjoyed learning about these birds, which we think of as wild and free and unparalleled or unrisked. But it's great to learn about some of the things which have happened to seabirds populations over time and how some of them are getting back up into shape. So highly, highly enjoyed Far From Land. Thank you, Michael Brook. Nahuay, what is your spotlight today? I have to say WordPress. I mean, after everything I say and everything that gave me in my work reinvention and everything. So WordPress is and especially the WordPress community. So if you are working with the tool and you don't know the community, I will encourage you to search for a meetup meeting nearby and yeah, join. There is a lot of nice people in the WordPress area. So yeah, that would be the spotlight for me. Awesome. Thank you so much. Listeners, I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. If you have, you can let us know in a few awesome ways. One, you can email us podcast at sustainoss.org. We'll go to all the hosts, ask us any questions, give us your thoughts, advise us and someone else who should be on the podcast. Also, you can do that publicly on discourse.sustainoss.org, which is, of course, where you can talk about other things. There will be a link for this show there. Please drop your name in the hat. It would be cool to have your comments there. Like this podcast wherever you download it. That would be really, really sweet. And also we're on Mastodon. We're on the horrible Twitter website, which is now dead. So yeah, feel free to just, you know, give us a shout out. And you can always check out No Wise show notes on podcast.sustainoss.org. No Why, muchas gracias once more. Thank you so much. This was excellent. And best of luck with all your awesome initiatives. Thank you. Thanks for having me. 